0: His album, Rosewood Almanac.
1: I remember you, light blue. blue. Those were the years when I was just passing through. When I didn't
0: care and my back was turned. Resignation that I had... My name is Liz Kirkus from Catskill, and you're listening to WGXC Acre, Catskill, and Hudson.
1: WGXC underwriting support is provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Hudson, a faith community open to all. Whether you are single, married, divorced, gay, wealthy, poor, or no habla ingles, if you are just browsing, just woke up, or just got out of jail, it doesn't matter if you work on Wall Street or if you sleep on Wall Street, you belong. We love soccer moms, crying babies, vegans, hipsters, seekers and doubters, tourists and locals, all are welcome. Services held Sunday mornings at 1045 a.m. You can find us on the web at firstprezhudson.org. WGXE is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Tunstall Studio Publishing of Quarryville, New York. WGXE's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org slash donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. Who is Community Radio for? It's for people. You mean it's for the people? What's the difference between people and the people? People you see on the street are people. You can see them. You can't see the people. There's too many to see. You can't see anything on the radio anyway. That's what's great about radio. There's nothing to see. That means you can drive at the same time you listen to the radio. Do you think it's safe to operate a motor vehicle while listening to WGXC? Is it safe to use power tools while listening to WGXC? 90.7
0: FM. WGXC.
1: And welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a twice monthly show where Jenny and I, Amanda, talk about movies. We usually pick a theme for each episode and then separately we watch movies around that theme. And then once we get on the air, we tell each other about what we watched. It's very fun, it's very exciting. And it's really, really, really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been hot for a while now. We're at the tail end of a heat wave. We've been busy. So tonight we don't have, well, we have a theme we've had many times before, all Lately's. It's Lately's. (laughs) It's Lately's. Everything (laughs) we've been watching lately. But before we get into that, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's playing in the theaters around the WGXC radius. Jenny, do you want to start off?
0: I would love to start off. Uh, Allow me to tell you what's playing at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. We have Marcel the Shell with shoes on. We have... Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> a lot of oh, um, you know, little rhyming couplets. Uh, we have a special screening of Elvis, a, a special screening of Fire of Love, a volcano movie. We have Where the Crawdads Sing and Hallelujah, a movie about Leonard Cohen. Uh, and you can find out those specific showtimes at crandletheater.org
1: That is a stacked showing. As I was talking before we got on the air, I'm really excited to see Fire of Love. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to tell everybody about what's playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. So we have Bullet Train, Where the Crawdads Sing, and Super Pets. And you can find out more about showtimes and what when these movies are playing and what's changing at. WyndhamTheatre.com, that's windham theatercom
0: I shall now tell you what's playing at the Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, and that is otherwise known as the Fairview Movieplex. We have, once again, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. What is it about? I'm not sure, but it's got a funny title. <laughs> we also have Super Pets, Easter Sunday, Bullet Train, Where the Crawdads Sing, Nope. Thor, Love and Thunder, and you can still see Minions, The Rise of Groove, if you haven't gotten a chance to yet. It's still there.
1: I hear it's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, people really like those flicks, and it's still, you know, if you haven't had enough, you could go see it again if you wanted to.
1: Wow, exciting. All right, so I'm going to start heading down the mountain, and I'm going to tell everybody about what's playing at the Greenville Drive-In, otherwise known as Drive-In 32. So, uh, on Tuesday to tonight, um, (laughs) uh, we have Kung Fu Panda. Wait, today is the ninth. Yes, it is. is Okay. So it's tonight (laughs) Kung Fu Panda is playing one night only.
0: Oh my God. If only we could be there. (laughs) I
1: know. And it starts at 8 PM. Uh, so hurry on over. I hope that you're listening to this while you're driving over (laughs) there to see Kung Fu Panda. Um, And then on Friday and Saturday this week, we have Back to the Future. And you can find out more about what's playing at the Greenville Drive-In at drivein32.com.
0: Oh, so fun. I love, Mm -hmm. I do love their movie selection sometimes. It's like, it's just very exciting. I know, it is fun. (laughs) All right, so now it's time for me to tell you about what's playing at the Upstate Cinemas. in. First, we'll start with Rhinebeck. In Rhinebeck, we have... uh, Wind Shipped with director John Bowermaster, which looks like a movie about boats, if the picture is anything to be believed. We have coming soon, uh, I believe this weekend, Bodies, 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 Ooh. a horror movie that I believe we both would like to see. Yes, we would. Uh, also a movie called Allie and Ava, a movie called Memoria. They still have Marcel the Shell with shoes on, uh, a movie called I Love My Dad, And they also have Hallelujah, the Leonard Cohen movie. Uh, And then while we're at Upstate, let me just tell you about what's playing at the theater in Socrates. They have Bullet Train, Memoria, Nope, Endangered with a special Q&A with Rachel Grady, and Vengeance. And you can find out those specific showtimes at upstatefilms.org.
1: Amazing. I know, I'm really due for some get into the movies Ugh, yeah. what the heck man so we're
0: blockbusters but it's hard it's a very busy time it's a very stressful busy time
1: no far too busy for two people who should just be watching movies all the time no <laughs> um so i'm going to tell you guys about what's playing at the highway drive-in in Kusaki, right off of 9w so for friday through thursday august 5th through august 11th we have bullet train and top gun maverick We have Super Pets and Minions, The Rise of Gru. Then we have Minions, Rise of Gru on one screen or on another screen and Easter Sunday. And then we have Nope and The Black Phone. And you can find out more about Showtimes at highwaydrivein.com. That's spelled H-I-W-A-Y drivein.com. I also realized that I kind of want to tell everybody what's playing at TSL. Yeah, I think we should. Um, okay, so right now, among many other things, they have a really wild schedule, as we've <laughs> told you about before, but um, we have Lost Illusions, we have Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget his shoes. <laughs> but yeah, they are on. Um, Notorious, and Venice, infinitely avant-garde. Mm-hmm. And then My Old School, which I'm really curious about.
0: Oh, um, perhaps a Steely Dan documentary
1: no one would think but um <laughs> it is it stars Alan Cumming, and it's about a kid who fakes his identity I
0: think it did you know what I did see a trailer for this yeah it's got it looks like a funny um drama funny drama drama the funny
1: yeah it's like <laughs> it's kind of I think it's kind of a documentary but with a lot of um a visual aid basically yes. like some fictionalization yeah <laughs> um so that is what's playing at tsl you can find out more about their schedule at timeandspace.org. and and tsl in case you didn't know is located in hudson new york all right
0: beautiful so many movies out there's still so many movies out they just they keep guess, making them
1: they won't stop making them i was <laughs> talking about this stop. with someone the other day i wish that when i stopped they would also stop just and take a break me-
0: Just take a little break.
1: (laughs) Let me catch up. Good For goodness gracious, let me catch up, please. (laughs) Um, Well, Jenny, did you catch up with any new fresh flicks recently?
0: I surely did. I actually have quite a few new movies to tell you about, but I will start with perhaps the most well-known, and I'm not going to say too much about it because I'm sure many people still haven't seen it, but I did go to see a 10 p.m. showing of Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope uh and my review is in i loved it it was great it was so fun um yeah if you don't if you're not familiar if you're living under a rock um nope is jordan peele's new movie formerly of uh get out and us and um you know comedy sketch comedy before that (laughs) if you remember remember. (laughs) Uh, but nope is a fresh new movie just came out a couple weeks ago that stars Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer as siblings who run a horse farm. uh, But it's not just any horse farm, they're Hollywood horses. So they're Mm -hmm. horse trainers who bring them to film shoots and commercials for the horses to be on TV. Uh, And on their beautiful ranch in California, they start seeing mysterious things in the sky and their horses start acting very strangely. Uh, and there is perhaps some kind of unidentified flying object above them, oh. for example. Oh. Uh, and it's really fun. There's a B plot with um, a, so their property is adjacent to this, like, um, ranch amusement park like theme nice, park
1: nice, um, which nice. is
0: owned by a former child actor named Jupiter who is played by Steven Young. and yes. so they that is also kind of that has its own little story that's going on with it um and it's just really horrifying and yes. <laughs> really fun just as I mean that's the thing that's a thing that I do really love about Jordan Peele is that his movies are always very scary and very funny. And he just like really walks that line in a way yeah. that is incredible. And I just, you know, the people are not wrong. It rules. It's really fun.
1: I'm excited. I I actually have not gotten any wind of what general public opinion is about it. I don't really care because I'm yeah. happy to just um find out for myself. But it's true. I mean, uh no matter what how how I've enjoyed his previous movies, they're always entertaining
0: yeah i think always entertained totally i also think i definitely think um i know a lot of people feel that us is like a much messier movie Mm. and i think that nope is definitely like a return to a slightly less messy movie in a way that's like pretty exciting but yeah i think i also i'm kind of surprised i haven't heard that much about it from anyone i know who hasn't or like i mean i've talked about it with people who've seen it but it's not i'm pretty impressed by it the um embargo that people have done on like talking about what happens in it like it's pretty yeah i think it's a pretty thoughtful like nobody's been spoiled i don't think i mean as far as i know anyone i know yeah which um, is is pretty tight like pretty tight yeah um but yeah nope is super fun a lot of memorable scenes it's just great i think you should go see it if you haven't seen it it.
1: (laughs) yeah the it being called nope and again like i've not seen it so i don't know what kind of way the titles worked in but it's to me it just knowing the little that I do know, it's such a Key and Peele era comedy yeah. title for it. It absolutely like, is. I absolutely see Jordan Peele being like, nope. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> yeah. like, ex- I mean, that is exactly it, but it really hits. Yeah. It really. I I will tell you a small spoiler. Several people do say the word nope in the yeah. course of the movie and every time it hits, every time. Yeah. I was like, yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah, it's I love great. It's really fun. Let yourself be taken away. <sighs> um, yeah, but that's, that is like the... Newest movie that I've seen in a theater. Mm. And I have more other new movies to talk about. But before we get there, I'd love to hear something about what you've been watching lately, as this is indeed, as you heard at the top of the show, an all lately's episode. It
1: is an all lately's episode. And I will start out my all lately's with the only new movie that I've seen since we've been on the air. I don't know. I saw For Love and Thunder, but I'm not going to talk about that because no, it was trash. We don't need to. <laughs> We don't need to. freaking trash, and it doesn't deserve any ear time. Um, so uh, Sunday night, I watched the brand new movie added to the Predator franchise. I watched Prey. I
0: wondered if that's what it was.
1: Yeah. Did you also watch it? I did also watch Prey. Oh, my gosh. We get yeah. to talk about it together. It's so
0: exciting. <laughs> um,
1: I was entertained. I So Prey is a... again a new installment to the Predator universe. It takes place 300 years ago on the Great Plains of the United States um, and within a Comanche community Um, and I thought it was kind of cool that on Hulu there was an option to watch it with a Comanche dub.
0: Yeah, very tight.
1: Um, This movie is directed by Dan Trachtenberg who made 10 Cloverfield Lane Um, and it had some really cool fight choreography in it.
0: Yeah. I guess I really, really liked cool. Prey. I, I think did it too. Sounds like, I was going to say, it sounds like maybe you're middling on it, but. Well,
1: no, because <laughs> I so I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. And like, I'm like a, like, I'm like a dumb white. So like, I don't know like <laughs> what people, like I, there's a lot that I'm not learning. I th- totally like, with certain movies. I'm like, I want to know more public opinion, specifically the opinion of like, like, yeah, like uh First Nations people right, like an about this movie. audience. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. So I was really curious about that. I mean, I it seems that all the actors involved were really proud of it. Um, yeah. I, I only saw one thing about how uh uh wrestler slash actor Jesse Ventura, who was in the original Predator, was like, This movie's great. Prey is so great. <laughs> Another one so in the movie,
0: Like, thank you for supporting us, Jesse Ventura. Thanks, Jesse. That's really <laughs> sweet. Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen any like broad criticism of it as a person who does spend too much time on Twitter. Um, I know that they had um it's written by Dan Trachtenberg also, but they they also had um
1: a Comanche advisor. A
0: Comanche advisor, and like the people who worked on the translation, I think, did also do some like gentle um maybe like script doctoring, from what I understand. So yeah. t- to my mind, I mean, also as a white person who does not have a lived experience of being an Indigenous person, I think that, I mean, our our opinion is simply on the surface of did we enjoy the movie and not exactly. a more, not a more exactly. critical lens.
1: We have, we have a, no deep dive to to give here. But yes, it was, I thought it was really entertaining. The lead actor. I love um, her yeah who plays the main character Naru is a young woman again part of this Comanche community who um fe- like is a is a really skilled hunter and fighter um who is not that that skill of hers is not believed in or really supported by her community so she feels a need to prove herself, especially like has kind of like a sibling rivalry with her brother, who's also a really great fighter um but she is among these other skills an excellent tracker and notices a very large predator in the area <laughs> um, and it's about her uh fighting the predator off and protecting the rest of the uh, tribe and it's it's really fun there's again really really, really fun fight choreography um yeah, the lead actor I was like i thought i recognized her and then oh yeah baby she's from the Ros- the Roswell reboot <laughs>
0: yes i just found that out so i know her her name's amber mid-thunder and i know her from the tv show legion which i love um yeah. and i was looking at her imdb and i was like oh my god she's in the new roswell i have to watch that i heard yeah. i mean i've been meaning to forever but i do i really like her i think she's like very um, magnetic like yeah just, she really I is. love her in Legion too she plays like a really wacky character in that
1: yes and um, yeah the the actor who plays her brother um whose name is Dakota Beavers her the actor's mm. name is Dakota Beavers is I guess a newcomer mm. and I also thought he was fantastic and yeah. I thought they had an excellent on-screen draw and um yeah
0: yeah I re- cool. fun yeah I also really like I I am like uh, Dan Trachtenberg head, I think now now that he has two movies because I love 10 Cloverfield Lane it's so fun so much and I think I really felt the like his mind in this in the sense that it's very similarly like a puzzle movie mm-hmm. where you have like a woman <laughs> figuring out how to use a bunch of different pieces to put together some, like, to put together a bunch of different things to solve something, yeah, which is very much the vibe of 10 Cloverfield Lane.
1: Totally. Um, and
0: I just, like, I find that so satisfying, even though it's, like, it's pretty simplistic, but it really is, like, very effective to me, and it, work- it gets me every time. I'm yeah. like, yes, you showed me that earlier, and now you're paying it off, and I'm, like, so glad to this see is- you pay it off.
1: <laughs> exactly, and you know what? We've said on this show and off the air so many times that a lot of horror action sci-fi it doesn't need to be complicated it's totally fine to have the thrill and the build be somebody formulating a plan when you think that like like a last resort plan that's really complex and to see it pay off is so satisfying yeah it doesn't need to be like this I I didn't notice that connection between his two movies like but what I did notice is um well, until you mentioned it, but what yeah. <laughs> I did notice is uh, both of the movies, Ten Cloverfield Lane and Prey, are really tight. Yeah, they're really super tight. Yeah. They're really nice and tight. Um, there isn't any extra information yeah. that's unnecessary. So nice. It's so nice. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. So nice. Get in, get
0: out.
1: <laughs> um, and it, it leaves so much room for de- like character development and watching characters interact and like, it's it's really nice when you don't overcomplicate things. How you can leave space for characters to make meaningful connections with them, each other, and you, the watcher. Like- yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> it's so much more satisfying. I also, yeah, like I think in the same vein as that, like I really appreciate this as a part of a franchise that is really overly complicated, and instead of trying to like work within that complicated lore and stuff it's just like look the stakes are really low it's about this one woman and her like family and that's it like that's all we're doing we're not gonna like take this to a universal global scale like this is simply just this one like event that is happening to this one person and i just think that's so much more satisfying than these like world ending stakes which I find so exhausting and so boring
1: like yeah at the exactly. end of the day I'm like
0: I don't care because I can't feel it on an emotional level but I can feel on an emotional level like one person going through something and also like just trying to survive is like so much more um poignant I love it
1: I love it I love it so much I love it so much and there's like you know there's little moments of commentary about colonialism because mm-hmm. you have you do have well, I don't know, I don't want to give it away, but you have um, some newcomers of a different kind, let's say. <laughs> um, there's some, let's
0: just say there are some satisfying deaths.
1: <laughs> there's some satisfying mean. deaths. there's invaders from many of many kinds. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know the the predator famously skins its um, its victims. And so there's a moment in the movie where you see a field full of skinned bison, and you're, because you're watching a Predator movie, your mind thinks immediately that it's Predator, and it turns out to be fur trappers, like, it's, like, it's, there's some nice little little moments, you little know?
0: moments, yeah. It's a really, it's a really tight, little, thoughtful movie that I think is pretty fun. I really, I enjoyed Prey. Prey. <laughs> right um
1: Yeah, I, what I'm seeing here is just more and more articles about original cast members um from the first one being like "Prey" is great, we love it.
0: That's so sweet. That who
1: doesn't love it is stupid. Shane Black, who made the last installment, which was true garbage. I
0: was gonna say, like, famously, like pretty racist and bad, like, yeah, like dude. really, really like, hateful, a really dude. hateful, like
1: really, like in, in so many ways, <laughs> like. You know, yeah, it was it was wild to see a movie made in this time yeah. with that much. Like, in. Damn.
0: Okay, jay Black, you good? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, Jenny. What else did you watch lately?
0: Okay, well, Prey was one of mine, so let's get it out of the way. Damn. I have one other new movie to talk about, which I watched last night, and it's also brand new from the year twenty twenty two. Um, and I'm really excited to tell you about it because. I think you would really be into it.
1: Oh my gosh! It's
0: called Resurrection.
1: Have okay. you heard of it yet? I think I have. Let me I, look it up.
0: I feel like I just saw a thing about it like three days ago, and then happened to see that it was available for me to watch. <laughs> uh, and so I watched it. And
1: yes, with with um
0: with Rebecca Hall,
1: with Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth.
0: Yes, and Tim Roth. It's okay. So yes. let me tell you just a little bit about Resurrection because the thing do. is, is that like. Although I would love to launch into an insane description of this movie, I simply can't because it's so new. And I want you to see it and be like surprised and confused the same way that I was. Oh my so gosh, I'm going to give I'm so you excited. like the most basic synopsis, which is that so it's a movie called Resurrection. It was written and directed by this guy named Andrew Siemens, who looks like he hasn't done that much else, or at least nothing that I recognize. Um, it is available for rent if you want to watch it. Mm -hmm. it stars Rebecca Hall as a woman named Margaret who uh, basically she's like it starts and she seems like she's really got her life together like she's a single mom to a teenage daughter who's about to go off to college she has like a very like healthy sex life with this other guy. I mean, it seems, like, a little complicated, but, like, she seems, she seems well. She yeah. has, like, some kind of high-powered job in Albany. She, like, goes for runs all the in time. In Albany? In Albany! There's a scene very early on where she leaves her office, and what's that? Why? It's the egg. Oh, of course. It's the egg. It's Leg. the egg. <laughs> um, I'm still not quite sure what her job is in this movie. It's, like, maybe something related to biology. Maybe she's a lawyer. I couldn't really tell. She was, like, wearing nice, she was wearing nice outfits, and it was a fancy office so it's nice it's a it's a good job she's a good job (laughs) but so she is just living her life she has like a very playful relationship with her daughter um who as I said is about to go to college but she kind of starts to feel a little weird she starts acting a little bit funny um her daughter gets into a bike accident and she starts being really protective of her she it starts kind of acting out at work and then at a conference she sees this man across the room Tim Roth and she absolutely panics she like runs out of the room hyperventilating and runs the whole way home and from then on the movie takes at first a turn where you're like oh this is going to be a movie where the villain is sexism and this is a movie about like Mm -hmm
1: people not believing women
0: yeah exactly like is she crazy is she not crazy what's going on I I
1: hate that trope
0: boring not interesting very like stayed usually extremely surface level stuff that has like no nuance to it whatsoever however the movie then takes another turn (laughs) and gets really weird (laughs) uh and there were a couple of things early on about this movie that were also really weird and I was like what is happening and it takes about there's like Maybe about halfway to two-thirds of the way through, she gives this, like, really intense monologue that kind of explains what the movie is actually about. And it really takes you to an entirely different place. And I really enjoyed Resurrection.
1: Nice. (laughs) I don't want to say
0: anything else about it because it is just, like, I think it's best observed Without any information, I think it would still hit, but like it's just a really weird movie. And it really, I always find really weird movies to be most enjoyable when I don't know <laughs> what the, what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, fun.
0: But yeah, I really liked it. I keep seeing people comparing it to Possession, which I think is a really interesting comparison.
1: Okay.
0: Um, not because of, not like plot wise or anything, but just in terms of like the, performance that Rebecca Hall gives yeah. is not dissimilar to the performance in possession um mm-hmm. and yeah i just i found it to be like a much more interesting and like thoughtful version of that like is sexism the villain movie <laughs> you know <laughs> i know it's
1: not that the, i think that is ultimately like a bad frame of a movie but um it is so played these days as like people try to make more and more uh feminist horror yeah and it just be really becomes a thing and i'm like Ugh, get out of here
0: uh, it, it often... was all in
1: her mind
0: right yeah. it often feels like uh a movie is trying really hard to make a statement that it just like simply has no business making <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. I find I find the ones that are the simplest to be the most effective like I watched a movie an- another new movie like maybe a month or two ago called Watcher did you mm-hmm. hear about that one I
1: did I did
0: um and I thought it was gonna be pretty bad but I actually really liked it and it is it is basically like sexism is the villain but yeah. it's very simple and that's why I think it really works because it and like it's also if you don't know, Watcher is a movie that also came out this year. It stars Micah Monroe, who's the blonde woman from It Follows, who I really love. I, I right. like would watch pretty much. It. I watched a lot of bad movies, that she's in because I really like her. She's lovely. <laughs> she's lovely. She's great, and she's so great at horror. Um, but like, it is it really works because she is captivating to watch, and it's like very simple but Mm -hmm. as soon as they try to make it complicated it's just like you can't you don't have the capacity for this yeah get out of here get
1: Get out of here here. you don't know what you're doing no (laughs) oh wow i'm really psyched to hear your seal of approval for possession because i saw the trailers i wanted or sorry resurrection Resurrection. (laughs) i saw the trailers i really want to see it but i again as we're saying i was like is this the kind of movie i think it is yeah
0: it, um, i hadn't seen a trailer so i wonder i'm like very curious to watch one now and see what they actually reveal in it because it is just like it's a bizarre movie but i really liked it tim roth is great in it rebecca hall is great in it it's great it's fun fun you know, they Let's reveal do-
1: pretty much nothing in the trailer <laughs> I Love um, that yeah it looks like a like a stalker kind mm-hmm. of movie um heck yeah wow
0: resurrection
1: resurrection where did you watch it
0: so it's available to rent for like $6.99 it is in theaters but far away so hopefully it will come closer I watched it um through a back alley channel which I will not name here um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it is you can rent it it is it's like $5.99 so if you've got the cash you can watch it but you also I'm sure I'm guessing it will come to streaming at some point because they always do I
1: always do these days Mm -hmm. Uh, amazing
0: um, I'd like to hear about another thing that you watched.
1: All right. So lately, I've been watched. So this is this is the context, the background to a couple of movies I watched lately. I've been rewatching a lot of '80s and '70s and '80s horror, which is not new for me. Um, <laughs> and I've been watching it a lot. In um, there's a show on Shutter called. Joe Bob Briggs's Last Drive In. And Joe Bob Briggs is a syndicated movie critic and um, uh, writer who had, I was not familiar with him before this. A lot of people were. This show on Shudder is kind of like his big return because in the, from 1986 to 1996, he had a show called Joe Bob's Drive In Theater on the Movie Channel. And then from 96 to 2000, he had one called Monster Vision on TNT. So, from what I understand so far, like he's kind of like a classic um, horror TV horror host, uh, which is a long tradition, but he does bring a little more like um, uh, like he has interviews with people involved in the movie making process and. a lot a lot a lot of information about all the people involved in the movies his persona rather than like like some of the older horror hosts who are like vampire man (laughs) his persona is just like redneck texan um (laughs) he's like a bit crass like i don't think he he's for everyone i wouldn't necessarily say problematic but some might Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but uh I've been having a lot of fun watching him and watching movies at Joe Bob Briggs' last drive-in show. So fun. So I wanted to talk about, I've watched a lot, but I wanted to talk about one that actually we've both seen before um, at Dead Till Dawn, our very beloved local drive-in show that happens every September. But I rewatched Frank Henenlotter's Brain Damage, which is fun. it's so good. I, <laughs> uh, brain Damage is about a guy um, who, named Brian who discovers a, a worm-like parasite named Elmer that can <laughs> inject a fluid directly into his brain that makes him totally trip out and feel like absolute unparalleled ecstasy but Elmer also eats brains. And so he um, it's it being when it's from, it's from 1988. It's definitely a um, drug metaphor. Yes. (laughs) um, Obviously. uh, But it's so absurd and disgusting and wonderful and inappropriate. And (laughs) I love it so much. Um, Frank Hennenlotter has, three big movies from the 80s, Basket Case, Brain Damage and Frankenhooker. Um, I've never actually seen all of Basket Case, but I love Frankenhooker.
0: Yeah. Basket <laughs> um, Case also very fun. <laughs>
1: so fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Frankenhooker being about a guy who tries to uh bring his girlfriend back to life by sewing together the bodies of many sex workers. Um, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> but um yeah, so uh I just I had a lot of fun with brain damage, the special effects. Elmer, the parasite, is like a bluish black, like shriveled up. Um, Yeah, like I said, like a little wormy guy who loves to take baths and has a really soothing voice. I actually found out that he is voiced by... um, He's actually voiced by a famous horror host of the past who I have to, oh, yeah, John Zacherl, who, yeah, hosted a late night. um, He looks like a horror host.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He has
1: a very soothing British accent uh, or like kind of fancy accent. Um, But yeah, Brian just tries to, uh, or realizes that having Elmer with him is not so great when his life starts to fall apart because he can't be without, um, Elmer's juice, uh, (laughs) and things start to fall apart with his girlfriend. And when he is toting Elmer around and Elmer is murdering people and eating their brains, Brian can't remember because he's usually off running around high as a kite. Um, and then he starts to realize that, uh, things might not be so good, might not be such a great arrangement, but it's very fun i highly Um, recommend brain damage (laughs)
0: yeah that was such a fun drive-in watch because it is it's such a like funny weird like semi-exploitation but like not quite it's just like a really gross one that is like so fun to watch yeah outside under the stars with your friends yeah
1: exactly (laughs) it's gross and funny and like but not even not like bad funny i just no, just like music is really fun (laughs) yeah Um,
0: it has, I mean, it has such a self-awareness of like, yes, like this is a gross, silly movie.
1: <laughs> like, it's a gross, silly movie. So it's a fun. lewd movie for sure. Yeah, lewd is a great word for it. Yeah, it's very lewd. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh like, all of Hen and Lauder's movies totally. are.
0: That's. I um, was thinking a lot about Basket Case when um, Malignant came out, and I was like, "What a great double feature
1: of Basket Case." Yes. And <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have not seen anything outside of. Hennenlauter's 80s movies um I did recently hear about one from 2008 called uh bad biology that I'm curious about that I think is very exploitative and gross
0: Fascinating. <laughs> I know I'm like is he still alive Frank Henenlotter
1: I don't know uh, like, I'm
0: looks seeing looks present like tense when I google him <laughs> yeah
1: it looks like he's still around
0: yeah nice um Um, so fun oh yeah i'm so excited for dead till dawn this year i think i'm gonna miss part of it but I know it's just the best if you don't if you are wonderful listeners don't yet know um, you will hear us talk about it many times uh it is a horror movie festival at the highway drive-in that's three days in a row usually the like third weekend of september and indeed this year it is that the third weekend of september
1: it's just the best yeah um Jenny, did you watch anything else?
0: Lately? So I'm I'm stalling because I only have one other thing to talk
1: about. <laughs>
0: we'll talk, no, it's okay. I watched a bunch
1: of garbage movies, okay, so I have great. like plenty to talk about.
0: It's also an incredible left turn because it's the only non-horror movie I watched. Let me hear it. Let me hear so, it. So here we go. Take. We're just going to take a little detour into the Jenny romance zone. Welcome. Yes. It's at, um, Wind chimes play. It's ooh. the Jenny romance zone. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> so. In addition to that, I have not watched very many movies in the last month, but I did watch three more movies. And then this weekend, I watched the 1995 TV movie of Persuasion <laughs> because there's a new version that just came out on Netflix. of Persuasion. Persuasion. Oh, no, it's called oh. Persuasion. Okay. Uh, it is a, an adaptation of Jane Austen novel. He, And here, and here you see how it's a departure from the others. Uh, But so there is a, there's one, the reason that I thought about watching it is both because I actually really love the book Persuasion. I read it in college and found it to be very beautiful. Um, And there is a version that just came out on Netflix that stars Dakota Johnson that is supposedly... Not that great. <laughs> it's like yeah. very, very much the like let's call it the yossification of period pieces. Ah, where, I love that term. <laughs> where we have a lot of like Dakota Johnson turns and speaks to camera and uses slang and like it's very silly.
1: Oh yeah, um, that is so annoying. Like
0: drinking red wine and like spilling it and like very you know like the
1: anyway. Yeah, yeah I just no.
0: <laughs> I'm not that interested in watching it even though. I love Dakota Johnson and I'm very hot for her, (laughs) but it's just, it's, we'll see. My time might come and I may watch it. However, I decided to watch the version from the nineties because I did actually see it when we were in lockdown for COVID at the very beginning, but like so many other things COVID took, it really wiped my brain completely. And I have no memory of seeing it, even though I know I watched it. Yeah. So I watched it again and I really loved it. And I'm just going to tell you just like a little bit about it. I want to know. It's really, to me, it is my favorite Jane Austen story because she she only has six six novels. It's like the last one she wrote before she died, I believe. Um, And it's much more mature than the others. Like it's a lot sadder uh, and it's not quite as like, you know, two people just get together and that's the end kind of. It's very much it's about an older protagonist who's she's 27. She's not that old, but older for the time. Um, and she her name is Anne Elliott. And when she was 19, she fell in love with a man named Wentworth, Frederick Wentworth, who was like not a good match for her. Mm -hmm. And so her family persuaded her to turn him down, even though they were like deeply in love. And so they in the middle in the meantime have been parted for seven years not or eight years I guess never having spoken or seen each other since and then her basically I'm like how do I even begin to tell this so she is from like a moneyed family but her mother has passed away and her father is in charge of the estate and he is terrible at money and keeps like spending everything because he wants to live like a luxurious life so they're really losing their status in society so Uh as she gets older she like becomes more and more poor basically based because her father owes a ton of people money. Uh And in the intervening years, this man who she turned down because he didn't have enough status for her, uh, has become a very famous and like well-off naval captain.
1: Oh, okay, so like a skater boy situation.
0: It's, a, it's it is like a, literally Vee's exactly skater a skater boy situation, except that she really loved him and was just persuaded by the like stronger personalities around her to turn him down. She was not. Yeah. She was not merely. I would not say a skater. that's
1: <laughs> part of skater boy. I think there's an implication Ooh. that it's pressure from her friends. That is
0: probably. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn true. <laughs> but so. In this future time, where she is twenty-seven, she, her family basically has to like let out their house and move somewhere else for a short time to make sit back some of the money that they've lost, and they lease it to this couple, who the husband of whom is in the navy, and the wife of whom is the sister of Wentworth, who's the guy that she turned down. Uh-huh. So then they like are suddenly uh-huh. thrust into each other's lives again, <gasps> and the entire time in the book and in the movie she's just like he doesn't love me anymore like it's been so long like I spurned him there's no way he could ever believe or like he would ever even like look at me like it's so uncomfortable every time they have to be in a room with each other oh my god. and it just is so delicious it makes me so glad it sounds
1: delicious <laughs> it's
0: great I love persuasion it's just so fun uh, but it's also like very sad it's like so tragic like these people who are like ripped apart from each other and yeah. then have been like thrown back while they're completely different people, like they've grown and changed so much. Oh,
1: um, God, that's brutal.
0: And I really love the '90s movie because it it, it is a TV adaptation, so it's like a, I believe it's a BBC production. Okay, um, so
1: I know I know the vibe you're saying. Yeah, so
0: like exactly, yes, like very quiet, yeah. <laughs> very gentle, not very ostentatious. No. Um, but because of that, the performances are like. They're like they're just really good. They really shine through. There's not a lot of other stuff kind of going on. Um, and Anne Elliot is played by Amanda Root, who I haven't really seen in anything else. She's kind of just like a British character actor, but mm-hmm. she like explicitly like has no makeup on and is like very plain looking. Um, and that's like I also I just find that so compelling when like they actually yeah. let the actresses like look like normal people. I know, it's um, so nice. And she does a great performance and then Captain Wentworth who is like her spurned love from before is played by Kieran Hines the who yes uh, Kieran, <laughs> big big fans of Kieran Hines, yeah, we're Kieran Hines household. I love him and like he really is such a good casting for that because he is very like he's like very like large and stoic and kind of quiet looking but um still very intimidating um, and in the 90s quite sexy <laughs> and so yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a very yeah it really it's just like a very compelling match and I just really loved it I had a really good time watching it again um it's like it feels like such a modern story even though it obviously is very much like 1807 or something uh and it just rules I'm a big I'm a big persuasion head and I would say if you're interested like maybe skip the netflix one and watch that instead yeah but the way that me. you're describing
1: the netflix one gives me um marie antoinette uh like you know
0: yeah but like
1: but not even
0: like as well made as that you know like kind of the like just a just kind of a bad vibe um because i can get into a a like a Yassified, a semi-modern adaptation. Like I really love the TV show nice Dickinson. Tale. Oh, also a night nice <laughs> sail. A night nice sail slaps, obviously.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say?
0: Oh, just like nothing to write. No, no. The, t- um, the TV show in Dickinson that's about Emily Dickinson, but like you know, um, she's she's but not. She's- she you kisses know. <laughs> well, yes exactly yeah. thank you it's like really I know, struggling i know what
1: you want to say but we can't <laughs> but
0: we can't hear on the radio the, before the fcc
1: won't let us they won't let us won't let us be
0: but anyway um, sometimes i think it works if it's done well and often i think it is not done well and so for me i watched the 90s version which was not yossified even a little bit it's like baby, we had like ten dollars to work with here oh, so good. i love it yeah so i Really, oh yeah, I just really loved it. Fiona Shaw is also in it, who is Aunt Petunia from the Harry Potter movies. Um, oh. And she plays like a really loving character. It's like, it's very nice. It's great. Yes. It's great flick. Yeah. I loved it. It's another one that uh, you can watch for free on Tubi or you can rent it for like $2 because it's a TV movie from the
1: 90s. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know people overlook those amazing TV movies. They're, they're great. There's so many good ones. Yeah. That's actually a really good theme for us to do, is TV movies
0: that is a great theme I know we should really write that down down, get that on the list but anyway that is literally the only other new, like quote unquote new the only other movie that I've watched in the last like month (laughs) Uh,
1: well I can tell you about I don't have a lot to say about any of these other movies because they're just fun um, sleaze Mm -hmm. Um, but I I don't know take your pick do you want me to tell you about Demon Wind Chopping Mall Maniac or Hatchet wow (laughs) (laughs)
0: well I've heard of Chopping Mall and Maniac so (laughs) pick one of the other ones
1: (laughs) all right so I'll talk about Demon Wind
0: (laughs) yes oh my god please
1: (laughs) I know which sounds like it's talking about farts it sure does (laughs) um, so Demon Wind is a truly like this movie I think comes up a lot and I think it also played at Dead Till Dawn one year but we missed it um it comes up a lot in like uh, curated streaming list of like just ridiculous bad fun movies because um, it is just absurd it's yes. <laughs> so bad um, it's from 1990 I'm pretty sure the guy who made it um, just just never made anything again <laughs> so now I'm He's like at- I did it
0: I made a masterpiece so now I must move on <laughs>
1: exactly i i think i'm wrong though it looks like he did some like sexy ladies with guns movies um (laughs) but so demon wind is about a guy whose grandmother was a witch and like died in a cabin out somewhere in the middle of nowhere and for whatever reason he's being drawn back to this place um and he's taking his girlfriend and the, all of his goofy buddies meet up with him. There's so much, much. it's not the room level absurd, but it does have that similar, like, why, what now? Like, they go to, like, the classic horror movie, Sketchy Diner, where, you know, the woman behind the counter is very strange and the guy pumping gas is like, nobody goes there anymore. <laughs> um, but all of his weird buddies meet up with him there. They're all a bunch of goofy jokesters. They all look exactly the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, uh, they've all shown up to support him as he goes to find this his old family home. Um, and the the old home takes them to another dimension like it has like an evil dead energy where all of a sudden like one by one everyone's being taken um possessed and um and it turns out in the past the settlers of this small community that his ancestors were part of were all followed this like satanic preacher and that's why i don't know why (laughs) the ground is sour this is the one that i posted the video of um There's like inexplicable, scary children show up at one moment, and one of them grabs one of the women and is like, You can't leave. And then the woman turns into a doll who one of the friends picks up, and then the doll says, You lied, and then bursts into flames. (laughs) And that's the end of that character. (laughs) That's it. So Demon Wind is absolutely absolutely absurd but so funny if you and your friends like to get together and watch really 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 silly movies um and laugh at dumb horror then you should watch demon wind um from 1990 it is streaming for free on tubi i'm so sorry i don't have so much to say about
0: <laughs> do you ever find out what the titular demon wind is so at one point there's
1: like a fog that rolls in uh-huh. um and there's maybe like scaries inside of it but to be honest
0: mm, no not, no. <laughs> no got it <laughs> much like the room yeah we just the, simply the don't titular
1: know the room, room is. is a room yeah. I'm like there are many rooms <laughs> there are several well, rooms not many but at least like three
0: yeah
1: <laughs> specific rooms so yeah. which one is it
0: which one um, is the room
1: But yeah, it's uh it's it's, demon wind is a special one. Um
0: can can I ask you another question about the I'm sorry, what's the name of the guy who does the show? The Oh, Joe
1: Bob Briggs.
0: Joe Bob Briggs. Like how do you watch that? Is that on Shudder? That's on
1: Shudder. That's a Shudder show. So, you know, audience members, Shudder is a streaming service that is uh just leans almost entirely horror and exploitation. Um, it's great. I think it's worth the money and I forget how much money it is but um
0: it's like five bucks or something it's not crazy no
1: it's really not um when you look at your card statement and you get a bill from Sundance know that that's (laughs) Shudder um but it's cool because yeah a lot of just like a lot of these streaming services more and more stuff is coming out that's like backed by Shudder and produced by Shudder really cool documentaries um
0: resurrection is also produced by shutter oh see yeah there you
1: go Very there fun. you go that really cool folk horror documentary
0: yeah um
1: so i highly recommend and that's where you can watch joe bob briggs's last drive-in so fun. um yeah he has like a kind of like co-host male girl is what she's called <laughs> who's like an ex former uh porn star Named Darcy.
0: Yes, Darcy. It's fun. Um,
1: I know. Well, okay.
0: What's your favorite of the Joe Joe Bob Briggs? Yeah, Joe Bob Briggs. That you the ones watched. that I've watched. Yeah. What's your favorite of the of the group? Um, well, so
1: I well, you know what? <laughs> I I'll tell you. I can. Yeah, I'll tell you about another movie. I forgot to list, which is also a rewatch for me. Only partially though, because the first time I watched it. I fell asleep because it was really late. But Jenny, I know I've brought this up recently. You would love this movie because it is disgusting. Yes. Um, it's from 1989. It's a Brian Usna movie. It's called Society. Ooh. Um, Society is so great. So Brian Yuzna is the guy behind Reanimator um and all of the it's sequels and the dentist which i've never seen but i would love to cuz i'm yeah totally yeah <laughs> um and i was really scared of the cover of the movie when i was a kid but society is takes place in beverly hills california and it's about a young guy the very wealthy community of of beverly hills and a guy who just doesn't quite feel like he fits in with his family his hot sister and has weird distant parents but they're all they're very very moneyed um and they his sister is preparing for like what seems like a debutante kind of coming out um and this ex lover of his sister's who has been like snooping around and bothering her approaches the main character his name is um bill and uh is like that debutante party is not what you think it is it's yes. a really gross weird party that all of the wealthy people in the community have where they fuse together their bodies yes. all fuse together into one disgusting flesh orgy
0: yeah um,
1: <laughs> yeah also the main character billy is played by billy warlock who is dick warlock's son
0: oh my god i know <gasps> wow i know It runs Um, the family. Yeah.
1: So society is just a blast. Um I gotta watch it. Yeah, it is it's so gross and it's so fun. I I meant to watch it for our one of our like melt movies. Gross
0: out, yeah. (laughs) Gross out. Um, (laughs) An oozing slime movie. An
1: oozing slime movie, exactly. Yes. Uh so that's what I have to say about about society I my my apartment is getting hotter all the time so I can't remember any,
0: know. any details
1: the um, summer problem exactly. our brains
0: simply don't exist
1: exactly but I can keep telling you about all the other <laughs> um all the other things I watched I guess um
0: I am loving hearing about them this I... roundup. wait what
1: this roundup of uh...
0: yeah no it's great it also I'm like I'm very psyched to, ch- to check out
1: Bob Briggs. Briggs I don't know and why I can't keep it in my head
0: I'm because like Billy, it's,
1: Billy Bob Briggs. it's he, yeah it's he purposely did that it's not his uh that's his show it's, name that's his, I'm uh, curious to his hear what you think because again I, yeah like it's kind of like talking to like someone in there he's probably in his late 60s mm-hmm. I would imagine um who like ultimately has good politics but like a bad approach or a bad way of talking about things you know um so i'm like i don't think that you're causing harm by being here but i think that uh yeah sometimes hearing him talk is a little like uh,
0: Uh, yeah totally like uh, very i mean i often feel that way when i enter into especially older like um low budge horror spaces where i'm like okay like this is the vibe have to know that like coming with this is going to be a little bit of um let's say problematic uh, yeah. <laughs> language yeah exactly <laughs> exactly
1: um yeah it's uh it's a little bit of that it's if you're like me and you like hanging out with like old gross dudes <laughs> who ultimately are not here causing any harm but like who maybe like to an untrained ear sound like they are (laughs) not an untrained ear but maybe a more sensitive ear than mine um (laughs) then you know if you like that kind of thing then it'll be good but yeah Yeah. he's a little he's a little a little bit of a rough guy but um
0: I want to give him a I want to give him a shot give him a shot I'm like so curious also because I have heard you describe him a couple times and I'm like who is this guy because I just i'm I'm just fascinated by um anybody who also does like tv hosting of movies like i just find that to be such a funny job where like my job is to be here to introduce the movie and like that's the only time i'm here i'm in between
1: (laughs) and his specialty being horror and exploitation is really fun like i think i read something about how he was like a really big um like really outspoken about all the uh theaters in Times Square being shut yeah. down like all the old porn theaters yeah and midnight movie theaters he was really like this is terrible yeah <laughs> this is terrible the um, what a beautiful
0: the, space to, yeah least.
1: exactly he's the one I, t- I sent you that clip too of um before the movie starts he does like a drive-in totals which is like six boobs uh like yeah. um two seven heads knives, chopped like, yeah th- exactly
0: like <laughs> so fun
1: skeletons two
0: <laughs> severed heads you know three fingernails removed yep exactly so fun I love that yeah I really I love a good um data count <laughs> yeah a horror movie festival just like, really good stuff
1: yeah I like to know what I'm gonna get when yes. I open the package yeah um well that's been has, lately <laughs>
0: that has been lately i mean this has been a very special episode of Din the lights with jenny and amanda uh here on WGXE 90.7 fm or wgxc.org if you're listening online maybe that could be you uh yes. but we are here every second and fourth tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m uh and we're here to talk about movies and sometimes it's just everything that we've been watching and honestly it did end up being a theme in the sense that it's like we both watch a lot of the same kind of movies. (laughs) Exactly. The theme is our friendship.
1: The theme is our friendship, which is the best of all themes. Um, And yeah, we do periodically do all Lately's because it gives us a bit of uh, an unstructured break, a little recess, but also it is kind of nice to just go for whatever you want. And uh, I always enjoy hearing what, you watched same every time around a theme but especially all lately is because it's, it gets to be extra surprising
0: it's fascinating because yeah there's just no it's just like oh what literally what did you throw on when you were thinking that you wanted to watch a movie